the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create amazing relationships. I am your host, Jade Warshaw. I'm here with one of my favorite guys, Dr. John Deloney. What's up? He's the co-host today. He's uh, here to take all your questions on just overall wellness. I'm here for the money side. He's got you on the relational side. And uh, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. John, I feel like it's a minute since you and I have flown this plane. I know. I miss you, man. You doing okay? I'm doing good. Let me tell you, we posted that post on social media this morning and it went, it's going bananas. Is it spun up? Man. Oh, that was the one about folks uh, taking out just wild town loans for cars. Cars. $2,500 a month payments. Yeah. The equivalent of a house, basically. Yeah. A, a nice house. Yeah. My favorite was you clowning on that one, whatever somebody posted and they had put prayer hands and you're like, that ain't from God. That no, was, that's that, not a blessing. That was not a blessing. That is not a blessing. So, <laughs> man, give us a call. We're going to wow. help you decipher and di- differentiate between the things that are, you know, really good with your money and the things that you might need to think twice about. Maybe it's your car payment. Maybe <laughs> it's a home you're considering buying. We'll help you sort through that. So you can give us a call. The call is free. You can call. At any time in the next three hours, really, depending on when you're listening. But in the meantime, we've got Michelle, who is on the line. She's from Denver, Colorado. What's going on, Michelle? Hi. Um, so a little bit about my situation. Um, I just turned 50 last month. Cool. I have been engaged for eight years. My fiance and I, we have a daughter together. She's seven years old. I have two teenagers from my first marriage, and my fiance has two adult children. And here's my question. So I'm increasingly becoming a little worried about my future. Um, I don't work. My fiance and I agreed um, that I should, you know, stay at home with my daughter Um, and my two other kids. They also, they live with us. Um, He's the primary breadwinner. Um, He owns three houses and they are all in his name. Um, He had one house um, before we were engaged, but he has since purchased two other homes. neither of which are, I am on the title. Um, I drive a car that's in his name. My phone is in his name. I, I, I have absolutely nothing in my name. And in addition to that, he will not be transparent with me. Like if something were to happen to him, like he won't show me the will. He, I, I'm just becoming really insecure, yeah, um, I guess, in I my bet. relationship, but in my, in my financial um, situation as well. And I'm just don't know what to do at this stage you don't want to be I feel like i'm very in the dark you are in the dark you are in the dark i'm insecure for yeah. you me too go ahead john I, <laughs> how can we help i don't know what you're asking if you were my sister i would tell you to pack up everything you have and go get an attorney today mm-hmm. it's been eight years you're not married yet you're still engaged we are not married. We are. But Colorado's a, Colorado's a, Colorado's a, a common law, law state. Um, but but it's also, jeez, it's a mess. This is an absolute stone mess. Um, I, I what, 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 yeah, how can I help you? What are you looking for? Well, I'm just wondering, I mean, if I were to leave the relationship, um, basically I'm guessing I am not entitled to anything but perhaps child support. I think I, I'm not a legal expert, so I can't give you legal advice. But I think that's 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 wildly inaccurate. 
I think after a certain um, time, again, don't hold me to this, check with a licensed attorney in your state, but I think once after you pass a certain point, it be it's there's property that y'all y'all earned quote unquote together whether you were putting money in the pot or not because the house doesn't run without you right and so that allowed somebody to go earn some money so but sit with an attorney and and, and work through all that i want to go back to something you just said you said if i were to end this relationship like my friend michelle like your relationship's over y'all can build something new from here and decide you're gonna you're gonna do this thing right but what you like to allow somebody to take care of a child with as little information as you have as to to hang somebody out to dry like this this is not a relationship this is not a partnership this is um a really messy messy power trip is what this is yeah, I I agree with you. I feel like there's just um, so much control. I feel like there's like this hierarchy of power, and I feel like I'm at the very bottom of that. So I am in complete agreement, which is um, why I am just so frustrated. Which is kind of like the reason for my call. Yeah, but you're frustrated um, about bigger stuff than this. This, I mean, there's no way that y'all have a great intimate life. You, there's no way you have a great um, y'all y'all are friends that y'all hang out because friends like just. I wouldn't do this with my buddy, right? Like my buddy Todd was my college roommate. He knows where my will is, right? He knows the role he plays in my will. And he's just a friend. He's not my wife, right? right? I mean, this right. is just common decency. Right. And you, right. he won't even give you that. So y- y'all have deeper issues here. You got to bite the bullet and go get a, an attorney. And if you have a couple of friends in town that could you could reach out to that would recommend somebody that would be good and fair and give you honest advice and not uh rake you over the coals, man, that that'd be my that'd be my next step. And if we were to try to repair our relationship, you're not repairing um, anything. This this uh the the car has been totaled. Mm-hmm. You would have to build something completely new. Okay. And, and that begins with you saying, here's what I want and here's what I need and here's what, I, what I'm what i worth in, in terms of a, a relationship. And somewhere along the way, over the last almost decade, you've decided that your voice doesn't matter almost as much as he does. When did this start? When did you start feeling this way? I've started feeling this way the past few years, but as I turned 50, I have just felt really worthless yeah. um, just because I don't, I don't, I don't feel like I have anything. And like I said, like, I think for me, when I turned 50, I kind of like hit a corner. I'm like, you know, I, I don't have, I don't know how long I have, but I mean, I, if he were to walk away or if something were to happen, I am really fearful that I would, you know, have to start at the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, obviously I need to get a job and I need to get my life together. But I think, I think your fear is very warranted. Okay. Like, well, I like mean, I'm, I'm I, scared I really for appreciate you. you confirming that. Yeah, I'm scared yeah, for you. I'm, let, I'm, me, let me confirm really it this way. You're not, you're not crazy. You, I, I, if you were okay. my friend, I would tell you you're crazy for sticking around for eight years because you've allowed this to happen. Right. I have. I mean, it is, it is on me. That is absolutely for sure. And that, but the beauty of right. that is once you take ownership of that, Next steps on you too. Okay. Right? Go call well, an thank attorney. Thank you so t- much for your- You got it. Oh yeah, man, we love you. Call anytime we can help, but call an attorney and uh, get that process going. My goodness.
I'm almost glad that we're going to a break because this is the third time in a very short period today that I've just heard and been on calls where men are tripping. Yeah. And I, I want to go. I want to <laughs> go so hard in the paint right now, but I can't. But I just need these guys to get in line and understand that they need to love their families well and they need to do better. This is The Ramsey Show. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney over to my right. If you're listening, he is the other voice that you will be hearing. John, you know, we just had a call before the break and I felt for, you know, my girl who called in because her dude was just way off to be together for eight years common law marriage i mean under the law that's that's what it is she's got as much entitlement to everything as if they were married but he won't put her name on anything he won't let her know where the will is he won't uh, let her be involved in conversations regarding money and the things that honestly directly affect her life and i was kind of getting pissed because I, i just feel like i'm hearing that more and more um had the privilege of coaching some folks earlier this week. And I keep hearing the same story over and over where couples are so divided with their money. They're so divided with their finances. And maybe I'm old school. Maybe I'm going to get canceled. I don't know. But where I come from, you, you one plus one doesn't equal two. It equals one. Right. And you got to be on the same page when it comes to these finances. And I'm so tired. Like, I'm going to just say it. If Sam Warshaw, let me put it in terms that I can say. <laughs> if Sam Warshaw said to me, hey, don't forget to Venmo me your half of the rent, you would never see him again. He'd be, <laughs> he would be on the moon because I'm like, your half of the rent? Are you kidding me? Or don't, it's your night to pay for the dinner? Oh, and you can't have access, you can't know where the will is and your name can't be on the mortgage? Are you kidding me? That's just... That is a man who does not, he's not looking out for the well-being of his family. He's looking out for the well-being of number one. And you can't love anybody well when you're putting yourself first and foremost. It's, um, it's literally got to be the opposite. <laughs> it, it's, it's a man that's so small and <sighs> lacks so much self-confidence and strength and actual um, leadership that the only way... He can puff his chest out and feel like he's in the front of the line is by um, withholding. Just controlling. It's leadership by, I know something you don't know. It is power by, I know a thing that you don't know, so ha, 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 and you just sit down because you don't even know where anything is. Your name's not even on anything. I'm getting burned up just you saying it. I'm no, just getting it gets, burned it's, up. It's, it's, it's so frustrating because um, there's there's wives and kids. Yes. These are these are children, these are human beings. And and at the end of the day, true strength, true leadership, true walk alongside, true service is we're all in this together. Here's every piece of information. Yeah. Here's all the stuff out on the table. There's no secrets. Here we go. We're gonna do this thing together. And that means we have to have hard conversations. We have yes. to figure stuff out. We're gonna disagree. Yes. But that's not cowardice. That's right. And it's not childishness. Yeah. Right. I'm taking my truck and going home. I'm, I'm sick of a generation of grown men who that's that's they think that's their role in the world. Yeah. Is uh, this my, my house, the this is my money, this is my... Oh, gosh. Man. It's just not a way to live. It's not a way to live. Jade Warshaw, I live in that way. I'll tell you that right now. And I just, you know, I 
I get it. Like when we talk about combining finances, and I, I think it's important to say combining finances is rarely a light switch. Like it's not just like I go home, I have one conversation, boom, we're on the same page. I think it is worth noting and affirming that for many couples, like this is a journey. There's like time. this is it's scary, a many it's conversation. Hard, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But there is that line where there is a clear uh disrespect that's taking place, or there's like a clear, wow, you completely don't value me at all and you're treating me that way or you're very confused as to what it looks like to value somebody in the relationship and value them in an equal part yeah and i think that's the part that's just guys it burns me up um i, I would say it just uh, burns me uh, up uh not even an equal part i have to value you more than myself yes that's that's what i was saying before it's, like I, it's I have you to value flip it on its more. head yes yeah 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 you want to you want to quote unquote lead then you get on the bottom and you carry the whole thing. Thank you. That's Thank what it you. is. It's not going first and making sure that uh, your bread's buttered first. Right. right. It's not how that works. It's the opposite. It's Ooh. the opposite. That's it. All right. Ooh. I'm just okay. saying that. I'm not trying to get on you. I, it's because we love you guys. We want to see you win. And you can't win when it's flipped around. Anyway, let's take a call. I got Mark in Honolulu, Hawaii. What's going on, Mark? Hope we didn't go too hard in the paint before your call. <laughs> What's going on? It's all good. Oh, my gosh. My heart is pounding. I'm earning extra Fitbit minutes to sit here waiting for you guys. <laughs> What's Come up, on, man? We're burning calories. How can we help? Dayton John. So I got two questions. One, um, I like I like to know if you think I can go part-time uh, for my job. And number two, it's kind of a psychological question for JD. Um, I can't ever... Um, approve of any of my family members spending extra money, even though I, I make a really good salary. So, like for example, if hold on, hold on, dinner, oh, before we get going, I, before we get going, I'm gonna cut you off. We're gonna get our language right, okay? Okay. You can. You've chosen not to. Okay. So you choose not to let your family spend anything, even though you got a great salary. Go ahead, keep going. Gotcha. Keep going. That makes sense. Keep going. So yeah, the example is like if if we got go out to dinner. And the kids want an extra drink, I'll say yes. But inside of me, I'm like, man, that that extra three dollars we could have saved. Did you grow so up without any? You... Yeah, I, I grew up poor. Mm. There I mean, you go. I mean, I, I wouldn't say poor. I would say okay. I mean, I, I saw I saw my parents bring us up from a one bedroom apartment, um, and then made their money and they saved and saved. I give mean, they it, hey, hey Mark, of... give yourself some some grace. Your nervous system is wired up this way. Money's a scary thing that divides families, causes mom and dad to to act scary, that bounces around from one-bedroom apartments to a house to this and that. That's in your nervous system. The challenge for you is, is to recognize, hey, we used to not be safe, and now we are. So that doesn't mean... Uh, my kids get everything. That's 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 been my approach because I grew up in a scary financial situation growing up, and my challenge has been my kids. I'm, they can have everything they want whenever. I got to wheel that back too because I'm going to create monsters if I'm not careful, right? But what that means yeah. is when they say, "Hey, Dad, I'm still hungry. Can I get another taco?" And I go, "Sure, buddy." And that my heart starts beating. I have to know inside I'm practicing something new, and that is we're okay. And I've never had that before, but I'm going to practice. We weren't okay, but we are now. And it's going to be uncomfortable at first, but the more you're mindful of it, the more you accept it, the more your body goes, all right, we're okay now. And you can start being strategic. So go into the money part uh, with Jade. How are we doing? I mean, this is, a, this is an absurd thing. I mean, I'm worth 7.3. Bro, um, it's, not, you're not, it's not absurd. You're running for your life. 
Okay, that's a little absurd. You're you're pretty wealthy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, I got I I have rental properties, um, all paid for, value at two million, uh, bringing in um, I would say net eight thousand a month. Um, I'm a physician. I'm one of those weird physicians that Dave always describes. You know, I paid off my loans in my first year out. I've been out for about twenty years. Good. Yeah, so, so you're just um, you just need to loosen the purse strings, is what you're saying. Because you have for real, money. I mean, I, I don't. I, I'm just so wound up, and it, and it it does affect my relationship with my wife. Can what? I get? Can, um, oh, can I give you one more thing, real quick? As yeah. a physician, we're going to run up against the clock. I'm going to make sure Jade's got a second to pe- speaking here. But as a physician, if you live a an anxious life, always solving other people's problems, and you're doing surgeries, and you're seeing sick people over and over and over again, sometimes yeah. an anxiousness response is to grab any variable you can and hang on for dear life. And I may wonder if your money, if your net worth is this thing I can control when a, you have a job that's out of control, you got family, you got fires on your in your community. If this is a way to grab on to control, control and maybe the path forward is is practicing opening your hand up. Jade, that's a mic drop. Like I, I feel like that's a mic drop. Um, you don't, I don't see any money issues here. Show me where the money problem is. <laughs> you talked about maybe going part time. Go yeah, part time, so, homie. Yeah. Hey, what so about how much I you? Go, how much I you? I want to go part time because I want to spend more time with my family. Okay, done. Um, so it's going to reduce my income, my take home. I mean, because live in the state of Hawaii and uh, they take a lot. Yeah. So my but, annual is going to go drop down from say three ninety down to two twenty, working three days a week. No, you can't do it, Mark. I'm just kidding, Mark. You're good. Do it. You're all good. <laughs> do it. And if you if you you know if you carry any debt on any of these properties, pay it off. Like make your life as simple as possible financially. And I love the idea that you've worked hard enough that you get to work part time and spend more time with your family. Embrace that. I think it's excellent. This is the Ramsey Show. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey, it's Dr. John Deloney, and one of the most common questions I get is how to get something off your chest. A deep secret you've never told anyone, or maybe something that happened to you, something you've done that you're worried about because bringing it to light will disrupt your life, anything. I say this all the time, secrets will kill you, but it's hard to know where to start when it comes to talking about scary, dark things. Therapy can be a safe, effective place to get things off your chest, to learn how to say hard things out loud, and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've personally been blessed to have a great therapist who helps me get those heavy things off my chest. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's flexible because it's online, so you can suit it to fit your schedule. Just fill out a short questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no extra cost. It's time to get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deloney today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deloney. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney. To my right, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Your neighborly question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. If you're moving you have a long list of to-dos. Don't I know about that? But Neighborly has local pros like House Master, Five Star Painting, Window Genie, and Junk King to check items off that list. Visit Neighborly.com slash Ramsey today to schedule home service experts near you. Today's question comes from Noah in Texas. <laughs> Noah writes, my wife and I have run into a dilemma with her family. Her parents want to go on a vacation to Costa Rica. Great place. 
My wife told her mom that we can't go because we're paying off debt and don't have the money. But her mom has said that they will pay for our part of the trip because they really want us to go. My wife and I don't want them to do that for us. How about convincing them that we aren't able to go on this trip? <laughs> Man. Here's what this sounds like, Jade. Um, I don't have any problem with, with them going on a trip that mom pays for. That's yeah. awesome. Unless, and I'm reading between the lines here, Noah knows that that money will come with some significant strings attached. 100. Right? 100. Um, and so I, I don't... I want to change your language. You're never going to convince them. What you're going to do is you're going to tell them, we're not going to go on the trip this year. Thank you so much for the invite. We appreciate your generosity. It's not going to work for us this year. We look forward to going with you in the future. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That on that. And they're going to be mad. They're going to come up with excuses. They're going to be whatever, whatever. We're not going to go on the trip. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. Yeah, I, I I, 100% agree. I think we spend too, time, too much time trying to convince people or trying to explain to them why we're doing things instead of just telling them. And that's it. I said I, what I said. Also, on the other side of it, if your family wants to pay for you to go on a trip mm-hmm. and it's going to be a great adventure for everybody, go. Go on the trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, absolutely. But I'm with you. Clearly, there's strings attached. And sometimes it's just, I'm not getting involved. Don't go, though, if there's no strings attached and it's just your ego. Go on the trip then. Is that fair? Well, like, I ain't have nobody pay for me. Shut oh, up. Oh, like when you're just like, I don't want a handout. I'm not taking thing. a handout. I'm not. Just be quiet. Go on the trip with your mom and dad. If it's, yeah, you know, it's going to come back and be like, well, you know, honey, we put a lot of money on that trip. So y'all need to bring grandkid to, well, now we got a whole other situation. Well, that's kind of, it's funny because what you just said, the first one where it's like, hey, if it's, I don't even know what that might sound like or feel like when you said that, I was like, what, what must that feel like to have no. <laughs> To have nothing attached? I don't even know well, what I mean, this I, is, John. I, I, I talked to a buddy the other day, and he's like, my dad has taken um, all three kids and their families on a huge cruise, Yeah, um, and we're all going, and he's like, it's a long time. I, it's going to blow a lot of vacation, but it's going to be a fun trip. Yeah. It sounded like it's going to take some maneuvering for the family. Yeah. It's going to be, they're going to have to, but on the whole, it's going to be a good trip. Yeah. I'm going to honor my dad. It's going to be fun. We're going to yeah. go. And I get that. Staying with anybody's parents for 10 days, there's always going to be stuff, right? Always. We're going to go. That's fair. Yeah. It's when you get back from that vacation, you're like, hey, we need you to come roof the house for us because uh, you remember, <laughs> remember I paid that for trip? that. Uh, exactly. Now yeah. now we're into a whole nother ball game. That Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, because I think when people want to be generous like that, it's... It's almost as much of a gift to them if you take it. That's right. Than it is for you if you enjoy the, you know, you you accept the gift. So that's interesting. Yeah, I I, I feel that. I'm trying to get it back on a scale that it's like, I, it's like when you go to a nice dinner, and here's here's a good example. I did this. I had a one of my professors when I was graduating um, said she wanted to start a. Um, a tradition with her graduate students that she took them out to dinner. So her mm-hmm. and her husband and me and my wife went out to dinner. Mm-hmm. I had a rule. Nobody buys me dinner. Mm-hmm. And it's, it was more of like a bro flex than it was like this hard and fast rule. Yeah. So I slipped my card to my debit card to the, to the waiter and was mm-hmm. like, like all cool. This. And her look of sadness that I took that from her. It was a gift. Yeah. And I tried, I bro flexed out of it. I was like, oh, I got this. And she was like, "Hey, this was a gift." Oh man! And it was, and I remember being super um, disappointed in myself because I took that from her. Oh, it was going to be yeah. an awesome gift that I know was going to cost her and her family a lot of money, and it was a nice meal. 
I took it from her because I had a kneecap problem, right? I love that you called it a bro flex. It was just so dumb. <laughs> it was so stupid, man. But yeah. but that's that's I think if it's a gift like that, then man, let people give you a gift. Yeah. If it's if it's their down payment on on yeah. control in your life, or if you feel like they're doing it like for spite to try yeah. to drive home the no, point. No, thank you. No, thank yeah. you. Yeah, you can yeah. feel it. You know the feeling. Let's go to the phone lines. Elena, I'm guessing it's Elena in Kansas City, Kansas. Oh, Chiefs. Did I say it right, or is it Elena? You do. It's Elena. Hi, Jade and John. Hey. Um, my, my husband and I are new to the Ramsey plan. Welcome. We, uh, yeah, we've uh, kind of done some stuff out of order the last couple of years. Um, he is 58 years old. I'm 55. And we have um, no bills except our mortgage and a retirement loan, which I know now we should not have done. It's about $50,000. Uh, we currently maximize our uh, 401-403 account. Um, should we stop that retirement funding to pay off this 50000 um, We're hesitant to do that at our age. Um, and with the taxes, we'd have to pay on that $60,000 that we're putting in there. Um, we cringe at that. Um, should we sell stocks? Uh, we do have enough to pay that in stocks however we would have to pay short-term tax uh, capital gains mm -hmm. on that and mm -hmm. uh, we recently paid off a land loan and sold some stocks uh, $225,000 worth of stocks so we would be paying short-term gains on that mm -hmm. or do we not pay on those uh, retirement loans and then just start throwing money at our mortgage it, do you, you don't have any liquid cash it's all tied up uh, we have about 15000 in cash, but otherwise... It's and that's your emergency fund? Yeah. Yeah, listen, yeah. I'd go to the stocks and I'd clear those out because we're not big on stocks around here anyway. It's it's a lot riskier than if you were in something that's a little bit more spread out. Um, so I'd probably liquidate the stocks and pay it. And I get what you're saying. I, I feel like the thing you've got to understand in situations like this is there's going to... There's always a piper to pay when you make a mistake, right? And so there's no right. really getting around it, whether it's in capital gains tax or whether it's pausing, you know, you have to pause investing to pay off debt. There's always a give and take when a mistake's been made and you can't really um, evade that. So in this case, I think the I think the the best choice is for you to liquidate some of these stocks because like I said, they're, you know, it's money that you already have. You don't have to stop investing. But I would say from this point forward, I would make sure that I'm doing a, a more thorough investment mix instead of putting all my eggs in one basket, especially the older you guys get, you're going to want to make sure that you've got your money spread around um, in a better way. Are you guys working with a professional? Uh, we are not. The stocks he get is uh, in his company. Uh, he's rewarded some of those and he buys into some of them. He mm -hmm. is a uh, Air Force veteran and has a steady paycheck from that and then on top of that works for another company at this time and he gets stocked in that company and his bonuses are paid in stocks and again he buys into it at a good rate so mm -hmm. but I'll, I'll tell you um, this I, I i grew up in houston and for a season my mom worked at this little bitty company called enron uh, and yeah. <laughs> they gave all their employees stocks upon stocks upon stocks. And they were some of the most valuable stocks in the world until people woke up one morning and they were all gone. Mm. Right. And so stocks right. are just such a risky proposition. And if you, it, all the data says when you start throwing darts at trying to pick the right stock, you mm -hmm. lose, you lose. And so. And yours is just by default. Like you yeah, didn't even yeah. choose this really. It chose you. So it's even more of a 
gamble in that way. You're getting stock. So, man, I would take that stock and sell it as and say thanks as though it's cash. Mm-hmm. And, and invest it. Yeah. And by the way, you're paying a penalty every month in the interest on the on the loan you took out. So you're paying a penalty. You're going to, like Jade said, you're going to pay a penalty regardless. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at by 62 years old, can I be completely free? Can mm-hmm. we owe nobody anything except just us? And then that Air Force check comes in. Then husband keeps working. And now we're off to the races. Yeah, that's the way to do this. Those 401k loans, they're tricky. You know, people think I can just access this money. It's no big deal. But the fact of the matter is if you lose your job or if you walk away from that job, that loan becomes due within the next 12 months. Like it's, it compounds on itself that quickly. So people have to be careful with those 401k loans. You never know. This is the Ramsey Show. I saw some recent financial statistics, and there was some pretty troubling news. When families were asked how long it would be before they faced financial hardship if a spouse died, nearly one-third said they'd be in trouble immediately. Another 44% said they'd be financially drained within six months. People, it does not have to be this way. Term life insurance plans are just plain cheap, and companies have made it even easier by not requiring exams in many cases. There really is no excuse to leave your family in this situation by not having life insurance. This is why I talk about Xander Insurance every day. They're committed to protecting families with the only products that I recommend, and their team keeps the entire process simple and affordable. Go to Xander.com for quick online pricing or call 800-356-4282. This has to be a priority. If your family is in this situation, you need to get this done. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw, joined by Dr. John Deloney. You can give us a call. We'll talk about your life and your money. The number is 888-825-5225. And I'm so excited because we have an amazing live event coming up here uh, at Ramsey Solutions. It's actually on our campus at our live event center. Uh, It's going to be May 10th and 11th, and we're calling it the Total Money Makeover Weekend, which is cool. It takes place on the anniversary of the Total Money Makeover book that we all know and love. And so I'm really excited. It's very different. It's different from any other event that we've done. Um, All the personalities are there. We are teaching on, you know, the stuff we've always talked about, but just in a new and invigorating way. So that's exciting. It's one weekend and you get a crash course on everything we teach about money. So you hear us talk about the baby steps all the time. And so this is perfect because it doesn't matter if you're on baby step one or maybe you're on baby step seven, there is going to be enough content for you to get excited to get you know riled up about it so i'm excited it's really just going to be a big fat party a big rally and everybody there is going to be like-minded so that's really exciting uh no matter what baby step you're on it's going to light that fire there's also going to be q a's i know that uh myself and ken coleman have cooked up some really fun content uh no pun intended there so that was just a little It's a little Easter egg. So hopefully you'll enjoy it. Uh, Early bird tickets start at $99. That's only for a limited time. So you got to get your tickets now. You can do that at RamseySolutions.com slash events. Um, Yeah. And just keep in mind, this event center holds 2,400 people. So these tickets are going to go super fast. So get your tickets today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash events. Very cool. Can't wait for that. Let's go to the phone lines. Michael, who's in Auburn, Alabama. What's going on, Michael? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm okay. I I just got this problem with an ex-wife. Uh-oh. Tell us about She's it. Want money every day. And it's 
we've been divorced over ten years, and and she's remarried, but she's got a a husband that lays up on the couch. He won't work. And, and so she's coming like, to you for money. Yeah, she. Every day she's wanting money to get cigarettes, pay her bills. Are you remarried? No. Hey, I know why she's doing this. You know why? Uh, I'm I'm trying to figure this out. I I figured it out for you. She's doing this because you keep giving it to her. And you have been for a decade, even though you went to court and dissolved your marriage. Why are you still giving her money 10 years later after she left you and remarried somebody else? Uh, I I had kids and they they over eighteen now, and I I was just trying to figure out if, if I need to part ways or whatever. Yeah. Are you still in love with her? Well, I care about her, but you know she chose some another man over me. You know that's exactly right. And I don't I don't I'm I'm. My heart's breaking for you, man, because I can tell you still care about her. You want her to be successful. She's the mother of your kids, and I get that. But what you just said is important. She chose somebody else over you. She left you. She divorced you. She married somebody else. And this is the bed that she chose for herself, and she's got to sleep in it. She's got to make up that bed. And the only way to move forward is you've got to stop writing checks. you got to say the, the, the ATM is closed. You will not get another penny from me ever again. And then she's going to have to look at her husband who's laid up on a couch and they're going to have to figure that one out. How does that sound? I understand that. Can you do that? I'm going to have to do that. Let me ask you, this this new spouse that your ex-wife has, is she safe over there? Is she fine over there or... Or is it just she needs money for cigarettes? Is there more to it? Well, he, he goes to work and then he quits work for a while. And then he goes to work and quits work for a while. When he quits work, they get in a real bad struggle. And she calls me to help. So, Michael, I'm going to tell, so, tell you something that's hard to hear. You shouldn't know about their marriage struggles. It's inappropriate for her to be telling you about that. That's between her and him. And when she starts to tell you about her, about him, and what he's not doing, and I can't believe, that's when you have to say, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. I have no interest in hearing about your new, your new husband. None. Zero. Oh, you just don't care about, no, no, no. That's between y'all two. She made comments to other people that all she got to do is, Holler for me, and I'll give her money. And she, it's because you do. It's true. It's the truth. It's 100% the truth. Yeah. So you have to choose to keep your dignity and to say, I'm no longer doing that. Period. A lot of reasons I do it because I feel sorry for her. I know. I know. And you're a good man. But enough is enough is enough is enough. Fair? Fair? And plus, you know, my daughter lives with her. Your daughter's an adult. I don't want. How old's the daughter? 18? She's 28. Oh. <laughs> Brother. Listen. Michael, stop giving them all money. But, all of them. They're never going to grow up. my daughter doing without food, you know. But no, that's, your that's daughter's choosing that. She, what keeps, what's keeping her from getting a job? My daughter works. 
then she should have food. Yes. Yeah. She needs to be to move out from her mama's house. It's a toxic situation. She needs to get her own place. I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably need a, a change of scenery as well, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> like I I'm just hearing this and I'm a fly on the wall. This sounds like a stew that's been just sitting like simmering simmering for a long time and you just need to get out of it like it's just a just a chain of events that just continues just that cycle over and over and over and my guess is you probably need to change the scenery your daughter probably needs a change of scenery because that the reason my daughter's there because her mama is real sick and she's there to you know to help her well, part of helping is making sure that there's food. And part of, yes. part of helping is making sure, I, like a fireman doesn't run into a burning building without the proper gear and equipment, right? Similarly, yes. you can't call it help and at the same time not be truly helping mm-hmm. or helping a tiny little bit, but then calling around all, it, it, it's just a, it's one big mess after another, after another, after another. And then your daughter's going to look up and she's, she's going to have lived in this house. She's going to be 36 years mm-hmm. old when her mom finally passes away. And this man who's laid on the couch is going to take the house from her. I understand. Right? It's just a big mess that everyone's got to step away from. Mm-hmm. I'm not yeah. saying walk away from a sick mama, but I'm saying what y'all are doing, what your daughter's doing is not helping. You giving money for cigarettes to a very, very sick woman who's so sick that her adult daughter has to come in and live with her is not helping. And I'm just saying that because I love you, not because I'm trying to be mean. Well, I understand. It's, you know, I'm I'm just trying to help. Uh, no, I, I say you're a good man. You're a good man. I think the greatest gift you could give everybody right now is to be very clear and say, I've been helping for a long, long time, and I've got to take care of myself. I've got to take care of my future. I've got to take care of my home. And so as of effective today... Um, the ATM is closed and I'm not giving anybody any more money. I love y'all. Okay. And they're going to, they're going to bang on your door. They're going to hate you. They're going to write you mean messages. They're going to yell at you because that's worked in the past and it's not going to work this time. Do you have money, Michael, to get, I mean, do you even have that much? Not that much. Yeah. Yeah. I struggle sometimes. Yeah. If you, yeah, exactly. If you're, if you're struggling, you definitely don't have it to give. Yeah. And your best, like John said, Getting yourself together and getting your life t- together is the best thing you're going to be able to do because no one's going to take care of you. So what's going to happen when you're, you know, get older and you're not working anymore? You've got to make sure that you're set up financially as well. Yes. Yeah. We got you, brother. Woo. Draw some boundaries and say no more. Changes to make. That's hard. That kind of stuff, uh, John, this magnetic. It's like it has like a a magnetic force that pulls you back. Well, you said when it good. You try it, to it's get like out all the it. ingredients in a pot and after a couple of days of just simmering, all the ingredients are just one big goo, Ugh. right? Yeah. yeah. Got to jump out of the pot. Oof, it's not easy to do, but you can do it. Thanks for listening. This is the Ramsey show. Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey show where we help people build wealth. Do work that they love and create actual amazing relationships. I am Jade Warshaw, your co-host today. Dr. John Deloney is sitting to my right. We're taking your calls all afternoon about your life, your money. So give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225 and we'll chop it up with you. 
uh, call about your life, call about your money, call about your relationships. Um, the show is yours, and we are happy that you're here with us. So let's go straight to the phone lines. Kyle in Jackson, Mississippi. What's going on, Kyle? I'm going to Jackson. <laughs> hey, Jay, Dr. John. How's it going, guys? <laughs> going good. How can we help? Uh, yes. Yeah, so uh, just to kind of give you a brief overview of what I got going on, um, currently just in a, a situation that I'm trying to figure my way out of. Um, I'll kind of tell you what prompted it. Um, my wife and I are actually expecting our first baby here in a few weeks, and it's just, it's got me thinking, and you know, it's, it's time for a legitimate change. I'm ready to do it, um, but I'm just trying to get some traction, and I can't seem to do that. So, um, that's, that's where I'm at and, you know, I'm excited, but I'm, you know, I'm getting pretty nervous, pretty scared and it's coming pretty quick. What, tell me about the, your financial situation that's making you nervous and scared and yeah. So, um, altogether, um, just quick math in my head, um, roughly about 400 K that's including a mortgage, um, spread out. I'm pretty much a poster child of stupid, but, um, 72 in student loans that's between my wife and I the majority of that is mine about 64 um two car loans how much are um, those one's 18 one's 29 okay what else um roughly 15k across multiple credit cards and then um just being conservative and saying another 1500 um medical and miscellaneous okay um, I think something that'll help is yep. kind of separating your mortgage debt from everything else. Because okay. when you tell yourself, I've got $400,000 of debt, like that feels a lot more right. overwhelming with the mortgage included in that. And the truth of the matter is right now, your only assignment is to pay off the, the non-mortgage debt. So sure. it's not cheating sure. to to kind of cut that part off and put it, you know, yeah. put it aside for later. So Without that, you know, this goes down significantly. Let me just quickly in my head, 30, 60, 70, 80. So, I mean, you've got $160,000 of debt. Does that feel right? Yeah, it sounds roughly right. Yep. Okay. So how much income are you bringing in? Um, 110 plus bonuses. I what are the... about 6500 a month or so. Um, I haven't gotten my first bonus, but we're on track to about your 1500 um, next month. Okay, so roughly you bring home anywhere between 6500 to 8000 a month with bonuses, is that fair? Mm, I would say um, 6500 is is fair. Okay, that's fair. And is this yeah. just your income or your wife's working too? I know you said just she's pregnant, income. but does she normally work? Uh, she's a homemaker slash babysitter. Um, so she was contributing about 700 a month or so but um that's about to stop okay and when so this will be your first child sorry i'm asking a lot of questions because i want to get my head around it so she has his first child do you think that is the plan that she'll go back to doing what she was doing before or pick up any sort of work or is the idea that she'll probably you know take home take care of the baby and not do any financial the intent is to stay home and take care of the baby to avoid um child care um potentially going back to doing what she was doing um eventually uh, i don't know what postpartum and what what that's going to look like the intent right now is to avoid child care costs and um have her stay home with the baby okay 
Okay. So, okay. What that's telling me mm-hmm. is because when I think about childcare, I'm just, I'm thinking out loud here. When I think about childcare, yeah. uh, you pay around twelve to $1,300 per kid, but for an infant, it's more expensive. So maybe you're paying fourteen or $1,500 a month if you're yeah. doing, you know, a, ni- a mid-level to nice, nicer childcare. Do we yeah. feel like she, here's the way I, I kind of think about that. I'm like, is she able to make $1,500 or more a month? Could she bring in, is she able to bring in $3,000 a month? Because if she is, that kind of answers your question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means, yeah, she can work and we can have childcare. I'm not saying that, you know, you have to do it immediately, but I do think that in this equation, as much money coming in as possible is necessary. And I also think this is the hard part of this equation. um, There's going to be some things that you don't like about it. Like, I I don't think there's any getting around. Something's going to have to take place here that nobody likes, whether it's you picking up a second job Cause then the and negative side to, to that is, that. oh, I won't be around the baby as much. And then your wife's going right. to be like, Hey, you're never here. So there, no matter yeah. how you slice this, there's going to be a trade that takes place and it's not going to be comfortable. So I do want to say that out of the gate and you and your wife can yeah. decide what that trade is. Um, and when it takes yeah. place, but my yeah. screen says that you're on the path to bankruptcy. So what I want to make sure that you know is I don't think that you're on the path to bankruptcy. I think you just have some really difficult decisions that you're going to have to make with your money and the way your lifestyle is moving forward. Fair enough? Yeah, Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm, I'm willing to pick up a second job and do what I need to. I'm I'm just trying to get my head above water right now and figure it out. So the tactical side to this, so let's talk tactics. Tactical side okay. is, do you have a budget? Are you working on a budget right now? I just started trying to give it a, a really good go um, this past week, and I don't know that it's um, in the best place. I probably need to see how it comes out. Um, I did I did attempt, you know, put my book my best foot forward on uh-huh. it and, and try it out, but I don't know how it's uh, how well that is right now. Okay, well finish it because I think sometimes we start on it and we go get busy with something else. Prioritize this this weekend. You got to get this budget set with your wife together. You guys decide on the amounts. And first things first, if you've never been on a budget before, and this is for anybody listening, your first job is just to figure out, can you live on your income? Like, don't make any big sweeping changes. Just be like, can I live on a budget? Can I make Can I write down a realistic number for groceries? Can I write down a realistic number that I think we spend? And can I just stick to it? Like that's for so many people, they quickly go to, I'm gonna live on nothing. And it's like, I can't stick to this. So just get in a rhythm of you guys sticking to whatever number you put, don't get too crazy. And we don't use credit cards. We were just living on our income. And then when you start feeling your footing with that, that's when you start going, okay, but now I, I, I can cut down groceries and I can cut back on takeout and I can cut back on, um, you know, whatever those different care categories are. And that's what that looks like. And then I want you to really start playing out and playing through some numbers and seeing what would it look like if our family lived on... 80,000 instead of 110,000. And then I want you to start running the numbers on what would it look like if you found a job where you could make $2,000 extra a month. And I really want you to pull all of these concepts out of the air and put them down on paper and start working your way backwards and going, okay, what does it look like to get $2,000 extra a month? What does it look like for us to live on this number of a budget? And that's how you put this in real life. This is The Ramsey Show.
You're listening to The Ramsey Show. Thanks for listening. Hey, if you love this show, make sure that you like, subscribe, and share it with the people around you. That would help us out big time. Obviously, it kicks the show up in the algorithms, and you're just sharing a really awesome show with the people around you, which that is a win-win. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney. Taking your calls all afternoon, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225, and we would be happy to give you our opinion on what's going on in your life. So we'll do just that. We got Justin in Seattle, Washington. What's going on, Justin? Yeah, how's it going? I got a question for you. So I rent a house below market value, uh, a four-bedroom house for about $1,000 a month, and I'm looking at is it worth it for me to pursue buying a house knowing that the mortgage is going to be twice as much. Um, guess that would be the big question is should I pursue buying a house? I have middle, I have very little debt and I, I just got a new job with a uh, little more money. So, and I just got married two years ago and she, my wife wants a house, but I'm not sure if that's, I'm just, like, I'm worried about the risk, I guess. Of, How old are you? Or as a risk of just renting. I'm 45 years old. 45. I mean, well, when you when you buy, you're taking away some of the risk because for most of us, the largest line item on our budget is our home, whether we rent or buy. And so yeah. when we rent, though, that becomes a variable cost, right? We have the ability for rent to go up. We have the ability for our lease to break, and then we have to go someplace else. Whereas when we buy, um, it's just kind of a fixed savings account and we're putting money into it and we're buying, we're building equity in that. Um, and it becomes an asset for us and it's fixed. So that kind of creates a stability in our life. So to that point, um, I would say most folks, really everybody should aspire to home ownership. But the real question for you right now is, is now the time to buy? And that's really the question that most people, including yourself, need to be asking themselves. It's not necessarily is renting better than buying. It's is now a good time for me to buy. Is that fair enough? Yeah, I mean, I do. I've, I've went through a divorce, so I don't have very much in retirement. Mm-hmm. Um, I do pay quite a bit in child support. So that's the other thing is like, should I just be holding my horses and kind of waiting for the interest rates to go down or, or, I mean, I feel like I've been waiting forever. <laughs> I owned a house when I was married a long time ago, but I just, I'm now I'm like to the point where I kind of got out of debt and I'm just kind of, I have a little bit from when I got married, my wife had some debt that we're paying off, um, maybe about $25,000 or so. Mm-hmm. But, uh, um, I just feel like I'm just trying to, I don't know. I, I'm nervous to to do it. I know. I I guess I get the point that I could that my rent could go up. But I've been with the same landlord for um, twelve years, and he's I don't know. He's, I guess he could sell the house or something like that. But I feel like I'm pretty comfortable where I'm at. But well, maybe that's just kind of me being a little naive as well. Well, I mean, kind of going back to our initial conversation, there is value in stabilizing your lifestyle, and I think as long as you rent there is more perceived stability than actual stability. So to your wife's point, she's the one that wants to buy. So let's let's talk about what it might look like for you to get to that point. And I would say the first thing is I would want to be completely debt free. So I'd pay off this debt that you have. It sounds like it's only 25,000. How quickly could you have that paid off? Um, I would say within, I would say within a year or two. Okay, so one to two years? She she owns her own company. that is kind of, it's teetering back and forth. It's doing okay, and sometimes it doesn't do very well. 
And then I have a, a regular job where I, I make a, a decent amount of money. I make about one one thirty five, okay. and then bonuses can get it up there a little higher. What does she um, make? But on a on makes, an average month. Well, I would say on an average month she makes she pretty she right now she's breaking even and she uh, with her business maybe she'll make uh, about three three or four thousand dollars a month sometimes and then sometimes she'll just be Break flat. Even. How long has so, she been doing it yeah. like that? Um, she's been doing that for, I would say she's been doing it for before we got married. So maybe five, six years now. All right. I would challenge that. I think there's a point where a business is just a really great hobby and it's great when it brings in money. Um, but I'd want to get to the point after five years where the income is consistent and I can say I'm earning this money and this is what I'm taking in. Um, that being said, and I'd want to see that especially with you guys thinking about buying a house. So my keys yeah. to this would be paying off the debt. Let's save up three to six months of expenses. In this case, I'd probably say six months of expenses because her income isn't as solid as I'd like for it to be. And then I'd start saving yeah. up for a down payment. I'd start looking in your area and saying, okay, like what's feasible for us? What can we get into? And um, I wouldn't worry. I mean, I say this very lightly because interest rates are real and the what it takes to buy a house right now is is not easy <laughs> and so this could be a long journey for you guys yeah. saving up to actually get something that you would want to buy and i i think that's okay but i do think in this case home ownership we just know that it's a key component to wealth building 67 percent of millionaires have paid for residences so i do think that it's something that you should consider and could should start working towards john what do you think yeah um, Justin, can I use your situation as, as just a conversation on a larger, a, a bigger puzzle piece across the country? Is that cool? Yeah. So, um, Dave in particular has taken, and I guess all of us by proxy have taken a lot of hits recently, and I'm seeing it on social media, I'm seeing it everywhere, that we're out of touch, that we don't care about people, that we want people to not spend money or ideas or uh, impractical, they don't work. And so when Jade tells somebody who's thinking about buying a home, hey, don't owe anybody any money first and make sure you've got some money to put down enough that you can get in that house and that you could get out of it if you had to, that you can get into that house and you're not going to immediately be underwater in, in a huge asset like that. When we tell people 25% of your take-home pay, the, what we get back is, well, that's just unreasonable because houses have doubled. And here's the thing. I bought a house in 2020, right at the beginning, before it got bananas. And I'm shopping for a house right now. Mm -hmm. it's, it's mostly doubled. It is madness. It's heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. And I, Dave pays me super obnoxiously well. And math doesn't care about my feelings. And what does that mean for me and my family? There are neighborhoods in Nashville that we would have moved in with our same income and our same cash situation in 2020 that we're not doing right now. We can't because we can't afford it. Mm -hmm. I've got friends across the country that want to move to this state to keep doing this job, to live in this town, and they simply can't do it because the, the, the matrix of, I want this job, I want to be in this town, and I want this home, one of those or two of those have to give. Yeah, And so the big enemy here is how expensive homes are. The big enemy here is how everyone says it's okay to borrow a whole bunch of money and spread yourself out. And 
the heartbreaking part for me and for Jade, for Dave, for George, for Ken, for all of us is we sit with hurting people on the other side of this thing when it goes. And make no mistake, it will go again. It will go again. And so we love people. We want people to buy the nicest house you can afford for you and your family. I want everyone to do the job they want in the city they want in the house they want. Right now, housing is out of control. It's so expensive. And that may mean that for most people, you're going to have to rent for a while. Mm-hmm. And is it ideal? Nope. Is it reality? Yes. Or you have to move to a new, a new state. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to move to a new town. You're going to have to take on a second or third or fourth job or whatever the thing may be. But math doesn't care what neighborhood I want to live in. Math doesn't care what school I want to send my kid to. Math says if you don't have money in, in, in the bank, math says if you go into your home underwater, it's going to bite you and it's going to cost you everything. And by the way, some super, super rich person is going to come buy that house from pennies on the dollar after I lose it. So, it's heartbreaking, brother. But if you can't afford it, don't get into it. But it is something worthy to build towards. Housing is out of control expensive. It's just reality. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney to my right. We're taking your calls all afternoon. The number is 888-825-5225. Give us a call. Let's go straight to the phone line, shall we, John? We shall. Let's talk to Matt in Pittsburgh, PA. What's going on, Matt? Hey, uh, I am 23 years old, and I am $157,000 in student loan debt. Yikes. And I just don't know how to get out of it. What'd you study, brother? Uh, I was originally engineering, but switched to biochemistry and therefore lost my academic scholarship. And now I'm this far in debt. What uh, what do you do for a living now? Uh, I work as a medical lab tech at a hospital here in Pittsburgh. What are you earning? I'm sorry. What are you earning? Uh, take home is about twenty six hundred a month. Okay. Do you have any other debt? Uh, no. Okay. Um, what's your living situation? Uh, I'm currently running an apartment with, uh, roommate. Roommates. Okay. So what are you paying in rent every yeah. month? Uh, with utilities, five fifty. Five fifty. Okay, good. Um, okay. Good news is your rent is in a good spot. Um, mm-hmm. what else do you have? No car, no car payment, nothing like that, right? No. Okay. So the good news is you don't have a lot of ex- other expenses that are pulling away from your ability to pay this debt off. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so many people find themselves and I just kind of want to paint this picture for you because it'll make you a little bit more grateful because <laughs> so many people find themselves yeah. in this situation where it's like, Hey, I have $157,000 of debt, but I'm also married with kids and a mortgage and credit card debt and card car notes. So it's really hard to make that traction because all of their m- money is just going away every single month. The good news is you've got, um, at least half of your income should be at your your disposal. Is that fair enough? Uh, yeah, with the minimum payments and the rent, I don't have much wiggle room, like with groceries and gas and everything. What are you spending on groceries and gas for a single guy? Uh, groceries, I can get my bill to like 200 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then gas, uh, probably about 
I want to say like 250 a month. Okay. And then does your job take out insurance and everything like that? Do you have that benefit? Yeah. Okay. So what else are you, what, what's another big expenditure that you have going out every month? It's just the minimum payments for the, uh, the student loans. Okay. So they're all broken up. How many are there? Uh, well, there, there's four privates and uh, the federal loan. So I'm paying twelve twelve every month towards the private loan and about two fifty for the federal. Okay. Jade, the big elephant in the room here is I don't see a possible way forward with him only making thirty one thousand dollars a year. Yeah, he's got to get his income up. Um, Bro, what, what's your what's your end goal here? You quit being an engineer to get a biochem degree. You're obviously a smart young man, like. What's the goal here? Well, my problem is is that I'm I feel kind of stuck where I am in my job right now because I'd have to go get a further degree in order to move up. Yeah, that, that's what I, what I mean is like you're better off right now going to try to get a manager's job at McDonald's or an assistant mm-hmm. manager at um, Home Depot. And I know it won't have the prestige okay. of going into a, a hospital and being a lab tech, but bro, you are broke. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying that because I love you. Yeah. Right? I mean, you're yeah, yeah. you can't eat. Two hundred dollars. I mean, that's. I went to Chick Fil A the other day, and it was like nineteen dollars. I mean, it's 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 out of this world expensive to exist. You just can't do that on thirty one. So, whatever you want to do down the road, man, I'm all for you. Once you go to med school, if that's what you want to do, or PA school, or chem school, if you can get a master's in chemistry, whatever it is, I'm all for it. But right now, you can't eat, dude. Mm-hmm. And that means you're going to have to break some hearts and everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, you got these degrees and they didn't... Yeah, right now, I got to go make a bunch of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah, it makes sense. You're calling us like, I, I, I wish I could just be like, all right, Jade and I, we bestow it upon you. We, I mean, you just got to work and go earn that money and 31000 annually is a big math problem. It's a T, that's a, that's, you're digging a swimming pool with a spoon, brother. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. What would that look like? I mean, real talk, what does that look like for you? Um, Is this just a matter of applying for different jobs? Did you kind of apply for one, you got it, and that was good enough? Well, yeah, I was applying for, because I graduated in December of 22, and I was applying for uh, about six months, and I was working that entire time too. But uh, yeah, I finally got this job in June of last year. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've still been looking for other stuff that pays higher, but it's, yeah, I can't. Can you, can you work four hours before your shift, um, from, uh, and shipping? And then after you get off your shift, can you work another four hours as an orderly? I know those are two positions that are hard to find in hospitals. Or can you go over and work in the gift shop or in the, like, I'm just trying to say, I, I understand that draw to be in that ecosystem. You worked hard to get in there. This is what you're passionate about. It just can't, it does not pay the bills. And so the other alternative is I'm going to cobble together a couple of two or three jobs inside this system. And by the way, in five years, mm-hmm. when you've earned some more money and paid this stuff off, you'll know how a hospital works. Right. And that will set you up for whatever you want to do next. But, mm-hmm. but, um, there's not a way that you're going to get through this without a lot of pain and a lot of sacrifice, mm-hmm. either going to work at McDonald's um, and then working at Subway at night and then loading boxes at Walmart overnight or um, doing a whole bunch of jobs at the hospital. Yeah. Your goal okay. right now yeah. should be to 3X this. Yeah, 3X. 
Okay. And people are going right. to say, oh, just go make $90,000. No, we know there's not just, they're not handing right. out $90,000 jobs. This means you're just going to work Cobbling seven it, days yeah. a week, 12 hours a day for a couple of years. Piecing together some jobs. Okay. Because think about it right now, in your situation right now, you're paying off uh, $13,000, $14,000 a year on the maybe. way you're going. Maybe. That's maybe what you get. So if you, do, if you two exit, mm. now you're paying off $30,000 a year. And if you three exit, now you're paying off forty five thousand dollars a year, so sixty thousand dollars a year. So let's that's that's where we're getting to. And it's going to be a journey, okay. but I think you can do this. I don't want this to take you mess around and take you seven years to pay this off. Yeah. And what's annoying for yeah. you, my friend, is Jade and I <laughs> both had this about this much or more. And both of us worked a whole bunch of jobs, did a bunch of wild things, and missed a lot of fun times with our families and our friends mm-hmm. for an extended pe- number of years to mm-hmm. get this stuff knocked out. So we've been there. We know. It's the worst. It is. And it's what's got to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel like, you, you know, I think sometimes <laughs> people call in and they're kind of hoping that we can, you know, pull out that big red button that kind of like <laughs> gives them the free pass. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like we just loaded you up. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's uh, just kind of relieving to, like, hear somebody else say uh, get into another field or, like, go get a different job because yeah. uh, it's it's stressful to, like, to put all that time and work in and realize, like, this isn't going to be able to pay off anything. Listen, I think and, you're like, finding the reality in the dream that we all believed. You right. know, so many of us, we went into college with that thought of, listen, my, my degree is going to ROI. Like, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to go out and get a job and I'll be able to pay for it lickety split. And so many of us, you're not alone when you wake up and realize, oh my gosh, and you feel just so disenchanted by the whole system and realize this might be four or five years of your life spent kind of making up for it. And that's a very real feeling, but the hopeful part of it is you're definitely not alone and there are millions of people who have walked through this before you and they can verify that the pathway is clear and it actually does work. If you can get your income up, if you can get on a budget and you can start making those payments using the debt snowball. So that's the hopeful side of this, but it doesn't make it any more easy, John. I like your idea. James, we got to get a red button and once a year we just hit it and pay off somebody's everything. <laughs> yes. That would be awesome. That is amazing. All right, James, get your bank account ready because it's going to take a lot of money. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. You were supposed to pop in there, James, and say something. I'm speechless. (laughs) This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, good folks, Dr. John Deloney here. Listen, the Ramsey Cash Giveaway is back, and you could win the $3,000 grand prize. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash giveaway and enter every day. Plus, save 20% on bestsellers like my latest book, Building a Non-Anxious Life, my Questions for Humans conversation cards, and my friend Dave Ramsey's Baby Steps Millionaires. Listen, don't miss these deals. Get 20% off at RamseySolutions.com slash store. You're listening to The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw, your co-host today. I'm joined by Dr. John Deloney, and we are taking your calls all afternoon long, so give us a call. We'd love it. The number is 888-825-5225. Call hey, in. Hold on, hold on. Like we, gotta, we, get, we were just talking off air, and we, I think it's fair to have this conversation. Okay. Um, it's, it's kind of a continuation of when we had earlier. I think it's important just to call out homes are outrageously expensive. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, the last I looked, and again, don't hold me to this statistic, but it's the lowest inventory. Mm-hmm. It's supply and demand. There's just not mm-hmm. enough houses. Yes. And some of these um, big Wall Street firms are coming and just buying them, writing checks for them and buying up neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's there's new competition on the yeah. ground that has never existed before. That's right. Housing has just gotten insanely expensive. Yeah. And that means for the young couple who's 26 and 27, and she's a teacher and he's a youth minister. She is a nurse practitioner. Mm-hmm. He is trying to get a small business going. Y'all are going to be renting for a long time. And 100%. That's not because people hate you. It's because the, to get into a house, it's half a million dollars on the low end. Yeah. To get in a dream home or a really nice place. It used to be 500. Now it's a million dollars. to. Yeah. It's just gotten bananas, right? I, All across the country. I mean, I think now more than ever, you know, we've been, we're part of the debt-free message. Like we're always telling folks to get debt-free. And I think now more than ever, it's so important um, if you're at the cusp, right? Like you're just starting out, you're considering student loans or you're talking to your kids about college. It is so, so, so important for for those of us who got in debt, you know, shoulda, coulda, woulda, like we're here now. But for everybody else who's right at that cusp, it's more important than ever because this journey that you're talking about, John, to home ownership is longer, is longer. It might take you seven years. It might take you however long to get there. You definitely don't need to make it longer by having to pay off debt, right? So what I'm kind of likening that to is when Sam and I, uh, when we first started out, of course, we had a bunch of debt. It took us seven and a half years to pay off that debt once we realized, hey, we need to pay it off. So really, we were nine years in to marriage by the time our debt was paid off. And we rented for 10 years because we were like, we're not going to buy a house when we still have this debt. Our, mor- our debt was our mortgage, right? So I know what it, f- I, I know that feeling um, to say, hey, you're not going to buy a house for 10 years. But can, can, can we call this out? This is important. Mm. I was at you and Sam's house. Like there was my wife and I, there's a whole group of us over there the yeah, night yeah. for a holiday party. Yeah. You have two little kids. Yep. Your house is extraordinary. It's beautiful. Thank you. Right. It's amazing. And I think it's hard when you're you're 32, it's hard when you're 26, it's hard when you're 40 and the math isn't adding up Mm -hmm. to not be able to just exhale and see the other side is if you'll wait and do it Mm -hmm. right. Yeah. There's a lot of laughter in that home. There wasn't a lot of angst. That's right. There was a lot of joy. There was a lot of fun. There's a lot of, I wonder what other house we could get, right? Mm -hmm. It's, It's a different ethos than... I borrowed half of the 1% down because I got this special loan program mm. and from my brother and then my this other guy. And then I got a bonus from my work and I was able to get into this place. Nobody moved, nobody breathed. Yeah. You don't, that's not, that home owns you. You don't own that home, right? That's It's so just true. a different way, but it's, it's thinking through like, because uh, I was there too. I mean, just, I remember walking around being like, I'll never have a family. I'm never going to have a home for our family. Mm-hmm. I'm always going to be this, like begging the, the place where I work for help with and it's just different now Well, right? the, on the other side of it. The temptation, I think, John, is when you are in that headspace of like, is this ever going to happen? Like feasibly, could this ever happen? You start, and I think that's the way a lot of people feel right now is the way these prices are and the way my income is and what it takes to even get a $400,000 house or a $300,000 house is astronomical. And so you start to feel like the gap getting wider and wider. And if you start feeling hopeless, then- the reaction is, well, who cares? Like, whatever, I'm just going to live my life. And next thing I know, I'm seeing you out at Applebee's and at Chili's and you're buying up the bar. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen, you're just making it worse. Don't don't lose hope because when you lose hope, it's like you just 
widen the gap even further. Or you you make um you make quick um unthought through decisions when you feel that's hopeless, right. right? Yeah. And that's when you just go by the house. That's right. And then in seven years, when there's a market correction mm-hmm. and your adjustable rate mortgage goes way up, a really really wealthy person is going to buy it from you on pen, uh, from the bank at pennies on the dollar, and you just help that person get even richer than they Whew. already are, right? Yeah. yeah. Because you just went. Yeah. And. I, it, it's heartbreaking to me. And, and sometimes it's one of those things like people ask me in interviews, like, what would you tell 22 year old you? And I just laugh and go, nothing. Cause that guy was an idiot. He wouldn't <laughs> listen. And so, um, I feel like sometimes we're just talking to a wall because yeah. I, I remember being 27 and thinking this is never going to happen. Yeah. And that's just simply because I didn't know what it was going to be like. Yeah. You know, the time's going to pass. Right. I, I mean, pass. I keep saying, I mean, I feel like I'm on repeat saying that the time's going to pass anyway, but the work in put the work in. It makes me think of that scripture. Dave quotes it all the time. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And a lot of us, our heart is sick because we're like, man, I had this hope, but it feels like it's never going to happen. But if you can just strike up that desire, because it says when desire comes, it's a tree of life. So if you can have enough desire to go, I'm going to see this through. I don't exactly know what the path looks like. Like I'm just going to keep being smart with money. There's something to be said for staying the course. I'm going to keep budgeting. I'm going to keep being smart with money. I'm going to keep setting money aside. And you will look up and you will have a nice stack of money that you've saved up. Who knows how long it's going to take, but you will look up and what used to be a mountain turns into a hill and what used to turn be a hill turns into a little, you know, just a little swoop. And, and you might be in a different state. Yeah. You might have different friends yes. in your house. That's right. You might have a different job. When I was 27, Yes. YouTube didn't exist. Podcast wasn't a thing. That's right, John. Right? And so who knows what's what's coming down the, down the way. Exactly. Just take the next right step. And that's such a good point. I'm, I'm a believer belabor this any a little bit longer because I do think this is probably helping someone who among us can look 10 years ago and say I knew exactly where I was going to be 10 years later no one like you don't know where you can guess and you can pontificate about it and say well in seven years I will be here and I'll have this job and I'll live over here with this many kids but you you truly don't know and so especially now once if you're seeing the AI stuff coming out in our field like it's all going to be different in seven years, man. <laughs> I mean, but the point is, the point is, you know, you make these plans, but you don't know what's on the other side of time. And all you can do is be consistent and do the things that you know to do. Don't grow weary and well-doing because at the right time, you'll reap a harvest of blessing. That's really what it is. And that's really what we're getting to is just don't give up. Keep going. We know it's hard. We acknowledge it's difficult. I look at the numbers and sometimes I'm like... Just that. Like, I don't know what to tell you. It's tough. You just got to be consistent. There's, there's nothing to say, but it, it's similar to the grief is similar to sitting with somebody who's just lost a loved one. Yeah. You had a dream. You had a dream yeah. that you were going to drive a car that you felt safe in, that you were going to live in a nice home and it was going to look like the HGTV generation homes that you grew up watching. Right. You had this picture of what your life was going to be. Mm-hmm. And now it's different. And so I'll sit with you. It's It's the worst. Yeah. But it doesn't change the math. Just as similar as I've told people who have lost a child or a parent or a loved one, they're gone. Mm -hmm. And so now what are we going to do, right? It's that heartbreaking moment. Here was this dream. I was going to be a this and this. Mm -hmm. It's gone. And because this is, we're looking at the numbers. The numbers are what the numbers are. The interest rates are bananas. The houses are expensive. There's very few of them that are out there. And if there is a good one at a reasonable price, it's it's war. I'm yeah. in that war right now, right? <laughs> and so it just is what it is what it is. I'm not going to give my integrity over. I'm not going to give over my 
frustration. I'm not going to make a rash decision that puts my family at risk. Right. I'm going to choose and own reality and this is it. And then I'm going to make the next right step I can given that, that set of truth. Yeah. I love that. I, you know, I keep thinking like tactically we're feeling this, what can we do? And it just came in my mind. There's, I love the social media handles that focus on everybody's home is not aesthetic. Everybody's life is not aesthetic. And I love following those accounts because it makes you realize, okay, like I can be content where I am. Like, everybody's cabinets aren't bright white with, you know, white marble countertops. Formica like, won't kill you. Exactly, Linoleum exactly. won't kill you, right? And I'm like, at the very least, one of the things we can start doing is bringing more reality into our daily life and just finding ways to be content with where we're at and making sure that we're not comparing our current state with someone else's social media highlight real state because if that's what you're reaching for you are going to come up short every single time let's be honest about that so anyway john this has been great chopping it up with you listen i hope that conversation was helpful for you and i'm so grateful that you're here we're going to do our best to help guide you guys through this because this it's not easy the mortgage market is not easy right now thanks for hanging with us this is the ramsey show Live from the headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, it's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I'm your host, Jade Warshaw. Your other host today is Dr. John Deloney. He is the author, uh, the author of Building a Non-Anxious Life, and uh, we're your host today, so give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. Uh, Dr. John Deloney, let's just take a moment and also talk about what your show is doing yeah, it's, it's pretty like wild times man wild going times. bananas i looked up and you were number one in your category yeah it was pretty wild we had a wild week you know, we hit number one in the health and wellness and then we hit number uh, four on the on the big boy chart so it's pretty cool like number four of all of all yeah it was a fun week man it was fun that's crazy i don't like the fact that you're very nonchalant about this right now <laughs> you're you're like too humble i need you to be like heck yeah like i need you to like go go well, bananas it's because as soon as i go bananas i walk in my front door and my daughter's like can i have a snack and i'm like yes you can have a snack and my son's like why did you yeah so it is it's it's awesome it's cool and uh yeah, it's a pretty neat thing <laughs> well i pretty cool will... thing. we have an, we have a pretty a pretty amazing team that uh teaches me how to do all that stuff so it's cool that's awesome well i'll go hulk status for you because i think it's pretty pretty awesome and if it wasn't for the team i'd be sitting in the basement still um mumbling into a microphone <laughs> telling stories and so they they pick the calls they edit these shows they take out my uh, uh, and they make it sound right they do the music they that's fit, they master it they mix it i mean i Without them, this doesn't exist. I feel right? that. It doesn't exist. Yeah, so. we. I mean, clearly, cool, even on man. this show, there's a whole booth of people who are way better at their jobs than we are at ours. Uh, James so. isn't, but everybody else is pretty good. Actually, James is crushing. It's that Austin guy over there that, man. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's take it to the phone lines. <laughs> let's take a call from Miles, who's in Boise, Idaho. What's going on, Miles? Hello. Uh, thank you both for taking my call. You're welcome. I, uh, I've owned a business now for about three years. I'm 35 years old, and uh, I have three boys. Oldest is seven, youngest is two. And uh, starting the business, plus you know living the typical American way, uh, I found it. I found myself now in uh, $97,000 in debt. Okay. And 
right now I pay myself about 72,000 a year. Okay. And, uh, I'm just, I'm at a point where I feel like it's hard. I'm a, I'm a single operator LLC. And so it's hard to manage the, the debt and everything else I got going on. That 97,000 doesn't include 395,000 on a mortgage. Okay. And, uh, no, your guys' segment or what you guys just talked about, the housing market was perfect because the position I'm in right now is I'm like, should I sell my house to do like a debt reset? Um, we have we have about 205000 in equity. Uh-huh. Um, but that puts me in the housing market either, you know, in seven years or, you know, paying outrageous prices like we were talking about earlier. And uh, you talk to some people and they're like, oh, man, you're crazy. That's 2.875 interest. There's no way you shouldn't do that. And uh, so just looking for uh, an opinion from you guys. Well, when it comes to selling the house, unless you were in a situation where the payments were more than 25% of your take-home pay every month, and, you know, if you're at 50%, then I would consider, you know, making that switch. But if you're comfortably making your payments and you're in the market and you're in at a good interest rate and it, it technically is a home that you can afford, then I I wouldn't sell it. So tell me more about your mortgage payment. Our mortgage payment is eleven uh, eleven thirty five, or I'm sorry, twenty one thirty five. Twenty one thirty five. Yes. And how much um how much every month are you pulling out uh in payroll for yourself? Um, about six thousand, sixty five hundred usually, I guess. Sixty five hundred. Yeah, sixty five. And what about your wife? Uh, she stays at home. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's a little on the high side. Um, it's a little on the high side, but at this point, I still think that there's some some areas that we can exhaust to get it back where it needs to be and start making some headway on the debt. Um, okay. In this market, I'm just really careful to tell people, go sell your house. Like, I, that's not... Right that's not what I would do in this situation. I'm thinking, okay, $72,000, there's room, there's room to go up here. And I would rather um, explore that first before we do something massive, unless you're sitting here telling me, listen, Jade, my wife is all in. I'm all in. We're tired of this thing. Like we want to re like, if you're telling me that, then we can talk about (laughs) it. But right. Well, I think that, I think for us, it's a matter of like, right now I'm breaking even. So even getting to baby step one, is difficult and so then it's like if if i was able to sell the house and pay off even some of the stuff that the business carries uh-huh. then i could i could afford to pay myself more you know roughly about two thousand dollars more a month and so i'm like well we could have you know money money there you know the, the leftover equity plus i could pay myself more that seems real appealing but i man i i don't think we haven't rented a house since like 2011 or, you know, so it's like, I just don't know what it's like out there. It's, and, and there's some fear in that. It's mm-hmm. wild in the and streets, brother. Are, <laughs> it's wild. <right>. What? what <laughs> how many kids do you have? I have three, three kids, three boys. Okay. One variable that you seem to have taken off the table that may just have to come on, come back on the table, even if just for a short season, is mama doing some kind of part-time work at home, full-time job, doing it's something. It's a must. It's a must. But I don't see a way forward, and it's not forever. It's for two years, for two and a half years, for 18 months. But it's it's right. either you give away your home or um, you give away one of your core values, which is mom's going to stay in with, with the three boys. And Jade right. and I both right. also know, <laughs> like, we pay for childcare and babysitters. It's 
in it's the only right. thing crazier than the housing prices is child care cost right right um right but if she has an opportunity to make some make a couple thousand bucks a month on top of child care and y'all could really get after this thing man you're talking you're you're talking 18 months 24 months of really miserable living to change everything right mm mm-hmm. okay versus okay. 7 years of some hoping the guy doesn't raise the rent on you right oh man yeah that's good okay <laughs> yeah I, I appreciate that. And you'll shed tears. You'll be sad. You'll be heartbroken. All those things. You'll have, you'll have, a, you'll have values. you got a vision. Mm-hmm. And the math doesn't right. work. Right. Right. Yeah. I'm 100% with John. I think that this is, it boils down to income and sacrifice. Your, your mortgage payment, you're probably feeling that because it's $500 more than it should be. And so you're feeling that every single right. month. And then you've got a wife that's staying home and you're a single income family in that way. And you've got the stress of you're self-employed. So it's like, you got to get after it. So on on the one hand, right. I think you're used to that pressure of, if I don't go out and get it, it ain't happening, right? So I think on, right. one, on one side of it, you understand what that means. And I think you just have to tap into that that self-employed, I run my own business. I, in the words of Dave Ramsey, I go out, kill something and drag it home. I think that's the part that you're going to have to tap into. And your wife too. And I think that if you guys can really link arms and do this for a season, you'll come out on the other side and you will be debt free. But to John's point, there is going to be a sacrifice that's unavoidable, 100% unavoidable in this case. So I wish I had something easier to say. The the method is never easy. You've just got to go out and get after it. This is The Ramsey Show. All right, let's cut to the chase. It's easy to get discouraged about crazy house prices and interest rates. But when you have the right real estate agent to help you buy and sell the right way, you'll have confidence to make smart decisions. Ramsey trusted agents aren't just experts who guide you through buying or selling. They're someone you can trust to have your back from the first call to closing day. Find a Ramsey trusted agent near you at RamseySolutions.com slash agent. RamseySolutions.com slash agent. This is The Ramsey Show. I am Jade Warshaw. He's Dr. John Deloney. We're taking your calls all hour long. The number's 888-825-5225. Let's face it, John, taxes are confusing. And if you buy into some of the tax service ads out there, you'll believe that you'll never get a grasp on taxes and you shouldn't even try. Or maybe worse, they suck you into offers that won't help you win with money. But we think that you guys deserve the truth. So here's today's tax tip. Uh, number one, a tax refund is not a bonus. I know. I know you don't want to hear it. It's a refund. It was your money all along and you earned that money. You loaned it to the the government all year long. Interest, interest free. free. And man, they've made some great choices with your money. Oh, man. <laughs> Golly. Listen, I can go out. I can go on a limb on that. And I know, let me just talk to the folks that I know I'm talking to. I know you like getting that tax refund because that's your trip to Disney. That is a down payment on a new car. Every year you figure that's, you know, that's the four wheeler. Like every year you're like, this is my little Christmas present. This is how we get our stuff in our house. But you could probably take that money and add it back, like change your withholding, add it back into your month to month budget and be far more productive with it. And if you wanted to save it, 
you could save that money in a high yield savings account and actually get a rate of return on it. Just saying. So if you get a big tax refund, sure, you can have fun with it and spend it on stuff you don't need. But the smart thing to do is to put it to work on your current baby step. Like I was just saying, then adjust your paycheck withholdings so this doesn't happen again next year because that's money that you could use each month to pay off debt. So if you haven't already filed, make sure that you work with a service that you can trust. If your taxes are complicated, you need to get a Ramsey trusted tax pro on your side. And if you're comfortable comfortable filing your own taxes, like if you've just got, you know, you've got that nine to five job, both you and your husband, nobody's self-employed, whatever that is, you could probably do it yourself using a Ramsey smart tax. That would be the way to go. It's got low upfront pricing with no hidden fees and no agendas. So if you want to get into this, go to RamseySolutions.com slash tax to see what's your best situation and get started. Again, it's RamseySolutions.com slash tax. John, have you done your taxes yet? Uh, just just now text, texting the accountant over the phone during the break here. <laughs> um, but I, I, for the first couple of years, I did them on Ramsey tax and it was it was amazing. Yeah. It just walked me right through it. It was pretty simple. That's good. Mine are a little too complex for that one. So I have to work with a pro. So that was a lo-fi flex you if it. y'all didn't catch that. Um, uh, she actually runs businesses and is doing quite well for herself. So are you, John. I just... Uh, you're over here looking like Scrooge McDuck. I'm over here trying to, <laughs> I'm like Huey, me. Dewey, or Louie. All right, <laughs> let's take a call. We got Caitlin from Dallas, Texas. What's going on, Caitlin? Hi. Hey, what's up? What up? Oh, nothing much. Just on the show trying to <laughs> not let work find out that I'm not working, but I feel like this is a good cause. <laughs> so are you like hiding out in a stall? Are you working from home? I um, have a pretty hybrid position, so I kind of can set my own schedule in terms of where I'm at. So, yeah. I'm this is why hybrid right work now. is going away, Caitlin, right here. <laughs> well, oh, she's changed her name, so no, no one, don't you use go. your real I name. No one will know you're here. There you go. All right, so what's up? I'm using my lunch break. Let's do that. There you go. How can okay, we help? So, I have probably a pretty basic question, but I just hear so many conflicting opinions, and I would just love a more personalized um, approach to it, I guess. So sure. my car was totaled and, um, I got about $10,000 from the insurance settlement. So now I'm wondering, um, I guess how much car I can afford. I have about 50 or yeah, about 15,000 in savings, but I would really not, I would like to not touch that because it's kind of my emergency fund slash down payment yeah. later on. Um, and so I'm kind of in between do I, and cars just, I don't really care about cars that much, but I have always wanted probably the most impractical car that y'all could think of, a Volkswagen Beetle convertible, mm-hmm. um, which I hear all the stories about those, but I feel like if I'm going to have it at any point in my life, it would be most practical to have it while I'm young and don't have anyone any other obligation Here, here's why but, you're awesome caitlin here's why you're awesome you've called us and you've been like all right here's the deal i want to make like nine terrible decisions and <laughs> all of my friends and family are telling me that those are dumb but will you two yeah. please sit with me and say it's all good <laughs> caitlin <laughs> all these choices exactly. are terrible caitlin, caitlin if when it's no. said and done if when it's said and done you have ten thousand dollars you have ten thousand dollars and okay. an emergency is, I don't know, when you total your car. 
That's what your emergency fund is for. Near, near. That's, That's what true. it's for. But if she doesn't want, if she wants to keep that for her down payment, and she's got ten thousand, I know a lot of great ten thousand dollar cars out there that you can buy in cash. I uh, know, but this is important, Jade. Caitlin, hold on. I'll, I'll fight this fight for you. It has to be a Volkswagen <laughs> convertible, convertible bug. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. That starts with a rope pull. Like, <laughs> I know. How much know do those cost? Car guy. I'm sure he loves that one. We're all car people, but we also. <laughs> Aren't into like children's cars masquerading as adult cars. That's the thing. What does what is oh what does the car cost? Like what year um, were you trying to buy? What were you trying to spend on this? Um, based on my you know little bit of research that I've done so far, the best years are 2014 and after because supposedly they got rid of a lot of the complications that they're kind of known for with those years. How I much think, does a 2014 um, cost? It depends on mileage, and that's the thing. I would want something. With my previous car, I was planning on driving it until it just could not go any farther. I really didn't want it to be totaled, but um, now that I have this like opportunity, I guess, to get a new one. I'm like, <laughs> well, hey, it's, it's only an opportunity if you use <laughs> it wisely. It's not an opportunity. Exactly. You did not win anything. You didn't win. You didn't win. What I needed. Okay. You, it's so, just not an opportunity. All insurance money is supposed to do is make you whole, and they almost never do. But that's the goal here. I know. That was why I really didn't want it to be. But You didn't win. Okay. So back to my question. If you get a 2014 bug, how many miles does it have to be for you to get it for $10,000? Or $12,000? I have not been able to find one that meets those circumstances. I think the more realistic... Um, number would be closer to 20 and so that would include financing and no 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 okay in no world would we tell you to take a loan out on a 2014 bottomed out depreciated asset okay yeah well it could be 2018 too or whatever is listen let me let me go back let's let's go back because foundationally we have two different ways of thinking you're still in a, a a phase of life how old are you I'm 24. Okay. You're still in a fit. How, how long does your brain develop, John? You know, I was about to say, my son came in. He's like, Dad, listen, listen. I just want to jump off the roof. But we're, listen, it's going to be fine. Just listen, Dad. And I was like, that's a terrible decision. Caitlin, this, this is the same conversation us. just with you, Caitlin. Listen, so I, I want to try to meet you where you're at. But I want I, what I hope to, to get you to think about is just the philosophy behind it. Because if I just stand here and say it, yeah, don't finance a car, you know, pay cash for a car. You're like, okay, Jade, but why? Like there's always the but why there. And mm-hmm. what I want to get you to understand is that when we have a whole show here, this show has been going on for 30 years, millions and millions of people have called in. And do you want to know what one of the number one things that, that trips people up? It's the biggest uh, frustration in their budget. It's their car payment. Because That's you get, I don't want to be, and you're about, you're headed there because you get in a car payment and you go, oh, I got it, I'll pay it off, and then by the time you paid off, you're like, oh, it's time to get another car, or you total your car, you're like, this is my opportunity, and you get in another car loan, <laughs> and then you drive that for a while, and because you feel guilty, you drive it into the into the ground, and then you're like, oh, this one's driven into the ground, I guess I got to get another car car note, and you start this cycle of this is just what you do, this is how you pay for cars, and before you know it, you're 56 year old. 56 years old calling us I'm in debt and my car payment is this and my student loans are this and you create this cycle of debt so what I want you to understand is if you can start now to change 
the way you pay for things and you just decide I draw a line in the sand. I don't borrow money. I'm not going to give away my biggest wealth building tool, which is my income every single month in payments. I'm going to buy what I can afford. And what you can afford is a ten to $12,000 vehicle, Caitlin. A Corolla. This is The Ramsey Show. It's way too easy to put off making a will. And believe me, I've heard every excuse in the book. But not having the time is one excuse we can kick to the curb right now. Because these days, most folks can make a legally binding will on their laptop between loads of laundry. If you're wondering if you can make your will online or if you need a lawyer, we have a quiz to help you figure that out in less than five minutes. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash WillsQuiz. RamseySolutions.com slash WillsQuiz. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm Jade Warshaw. This is Dr. John Deloney. Hey, give us a call. The number is 888-825-5225. We'll talk about your life, your money, uh, whatever it is that's going on in your life. We'd be happy to share our opinions with you. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We got Elizabeth in Santa Cruz, California. What's going on, Elizabeth? Hi, Jade and John. Um, my question is, does it make sense to accept a gift of $1 million from my in-laws to purchase a house? And I can dive into some more context. I'm yes, happy please. to accept it on your behalf if you don't want it. One million. <laughs> One million dollars. <laughs> yeah, tell us more about it. Husband, I need to know more. <laughs> my husband and I are in our late 20s. Our income is 194000 per year. Uh, we have no debt. And we would like to start a family in a couple of years. Um, I would anticipate our income dropping down to 120000 if I reduce my hours to take care of a baby. Um, if the gift didn't exist, we would just keep renting and saving for five more years while my husband finishes a PhD. And then we would move somewhere more affordable because yeah, we really don't ever anticipate being able to buy a house in Santa Cruz, California. Um, however, yeah, my in-laws offered to give us this $1 million as a gift specifically to buy a house here in Santa Cruz. And that money is coming from uh, my husband's deceased grandmother's trust. I guess I'm just concerned that a $1 million house in our financial context is just a little out of proportion. And it really would be nearly 100% of our net worth, uh, even though it's just a normal house like a three bedroom nothing too crazy it's just that it's santa cruz right you're in a inflated market for sure my question is okay so this is from grandmother's trust was this money Mm -hmm. that was going to be his he's just they're just giving it to him early or no or it it truly is a gift it is theirs and it would be a gift Mm -hmm. and go ahead john what are the strings attached to this are they cool i mean if, it has if to be my, in Santa Cruz. If my yeah, if if my in laws said, "Hey, um, we would like to bless y'all with a million dollars to buy a house," mm-hmm. my in laws are amazing. There'd be no strings attached to it. I would I would gladly accept that gift. Yeah, I know um, many who don't. Or like Jade said, I'm going to give you a million dollars to buy a house, but you'll buy it in the zip code I tell you you're going to buy it in. And if y'all ever get transferred mm-hmm. or moved. That's our money that we're going to extract from the sale of this. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I wonder about that. That's where it gets really, Mm -hmm. really messy. So I think it just depends. 
Right. How much of this I trust think... is this million dollars? Is it a, is it a fifty million dollar trust, and this is just one of the uh, millions? Yeah, I want to know that. To be honest, I'm not sure the full amount, but I think it's less than a fifth. Less than a fifth of it. Okay. So it's a lot of money. So nobody's starving here. No. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let just level mm-hmm. with us real quick. How does that make mm-hmm. you feel? Because I, I, to you know, this is a little bit different from what John said, but I, I don't even know what that looks like, and I feel like I would be so overwhelmed by a gift like that. It it might be hard to take. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Does it make you be like, yes, we hit the jackpot, or are you like, oh my my my? <laughs> like I don't know. What do you think? I am intimidated just imagining our net worth like ballooning and exploding like that overnight fills me with some anxiety. Um, I would just want to take care of that money very well and be a good steward of it. Can yeah, I ask can I ask you where that anxiety comes from? Is, <laughs> where, um, is it is it because those people those people are the ones that have a million dollars? Not people like us. <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe a little bit of a feeling of ill-gotten gain somehow. Well, can I interject? Because there is part of this Mm -hmm. that, and you can tell me at any point, um, Elizabeth, if you're like, no, that's not what I mean. But Mm -hmm. like, there is something to be said for when you walk step by step and you gain, you you know, you're growing and you're gaining your net net, um, worth little by little as opposed to it's like it's like it's like a toddler waking up and being 17 all the time right as opposed to you know we see folks who win the lottery and they're like "Ah, i just won the lottery and they're all excited but then you talk to them five (laughs) ten years later and it's busted so i could see where there's some anxiety there um why is this different from that john well I, i or is it different i remember a great theologian once said that sometimes um, people can be as proud of the things that they don't have as people are of the things that they do. Mm-hmm. So there is there can be an ethos. I'm not that kind of. I would never spend that kind of money mm-hmm. on a house. Mm-hmm. I'd never buy that kind of car, mm-hmm. right? And if like Davis used this example, if you have 200 million dollars in your net worth and you gave away 20 million dollars last year and you buy a 200 thousand dollar car, that ratio is very similar. Sure. Right to somebody who gave somebody 20 dollars, right, mm-hmm. and, or buy a 20 dollar car. So. All that to say is, if your identity is, I don't do stuff like that, then I would I would tell you, maybe check that. And there's a pretty extraordinary gift and an opportunity to set your family up in a community where you're going to have family, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And also, if the thought of going to bed every night, here we are. Y'all, and by the way, you're, y'all make 190 grand. Y'all are clearly smart and doing great, right? Um, mm-hmm. But this idea that I, I just can't go from zero to 75 that fast. Like that's that's too much for me to wrap my head around. Um, then gently decline and say no, thank you. What if you just said, "Hey, a million feels overwhelming. Is there a way that we could, you know, we've been trying to save for a down payment? Can you help us get to the down payment that we've been trying to afford? Maybe there's somewhere in the middle, or maybe they buy the house and gift. you rent from them. Oh no, I don't like that. You don't like that? No. All right. I don't know why. I just I feel like that's even more tangled because they're still renting. Yeah. I, I, if, if you have a great relationship with them, I wouldn't lose sleep over taking the money. Um, but I'd want every everything clear. Like if we decide to sell this house, is this a gift? Is this mm-hmm. a loan? Mm-hmm. Is this a down payment? I want all that in writing. I want all that clear. I want everybody to have all hearts clear before we make a big decision like this. But if there's a second mm-hmm. of hesitation when it comes to strings mm-hmm. or ah, I just feel gross about it, then then just say no thank you. That's What's okay. your husband think? He, I think he's also a little bit 
anxious about being able to maintain and take care of a $1 million house on, on our income. Just well, wouldn't you be paying cash for it? So you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't spend more than a million, right? And it's a Santa Cruz house. So it's, it's probably 1700 square feet, three bedrooms, one bath. <laughs> Right. Yep. So you're correct. just mowing yeah. the lawn. Yeah. So yeah, you're mowing the lawn. <laughs> the, the the roof's gonna be the roof, right? So yeah. you make a you make two hundred mm-hmm. grand a year. Y'all ha, y'all could cover the mm-hmm. the repairs and things mm-hmm. on a house like that. Okay, I'm feeling better about it already. Okay, good. But but listen to your husband's intuition. If he knows his mom and dad, mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. knows, oh man, if they give us a million dollars, we're gonna hear about this every Christmas, every Thanksgiving. For the rest of our lives, basically, they're for a million dollars. They're buying our our loyalty. They're buying their grandkids, like in proximity. Like, I don't want to be on the hook to anybody. Listen, you can look mm-hmm. at back. You can look back on the track record. Let's let's play that out. Have they? Are they generous people? Are they always giving gifts? You know, big or small. How have they been? You know, whenever they've offered a gift, or is this their first time? Because th- this is worth noting. If they are also receiving a windfall for a first time, they may not know how they're going to be as gift givers. Does that make it sense? Like if I, it, mm-hmm. let's just pretend if I won the lottery today and I'm like, ooh, I won the lottery. I'm going to help my whole family out. And I start giving away a million dollars to each of them. I might go into it thinking that I won't have any strings attached. But because I've never tested that before, you might realize, dang, a million dollars it has, it does have an emotional hold on you, and you do have an expectation <laughs> yeah, for what I they'll do. That. You're gonna pick up the phone and be like, "You're not buying that car." Yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So there is part of this that you do need to consider. Like, are were were your in laws already wealthy people, and they've already been generous, or is this new for them? So these are some. I like this conversation. I do too. It's a fun conversation, and it's such an it's such an obnoxious amount of money, right? Uh-huh. Um, for most of us, it might happen at ten thousand or two thousand or five hundred or whatever. But I think that idea about strings. And can y'all sleep at night is good. And mm-hmm. I also like, man, if it's your ego holding you back, check that. Check mm-hmm. that. Ooh. I kind of, if it were me, she can do what she wants. This is not a right or wrong answer. I feel like I'd be comfortable with the taking the down payment on the house that we would have bought that we would have been able to afford, right? You're just getting there a little bit sooner. I feel like that's fair and the safe I take the option. <laughs> I'll take the million, Alex. This is The Ramsey Show. listening to the Ramsey show scripture and quote of the day trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths that's Proverbs 3 verse 5 through 6 then Maya Angelou said forgive yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it that's perfect for this show so many folks call in John and it's like man if if I'd only known better and we're kind of living that like rear view mirror, shoulda, coulda, woulda, it's like you can't change what yeah, you did. All you can do is what are you going to do now? What you do next. Yep. That's right. Man, let's go straight to the phone calls and the phone lines where we've got Nick in Salt Lake City. What's up, Nick? Hey, so I just had a question for you guys. So me and my wife are looking to buy our first home and it would be around 30% of our take-home pay, but it has a base in apartment. So that's with the rental. So without the rental... It's like about 55% of we, of our take-home pay, but with the rental, it's only about 30. Is that like a risk willing to, like a smart move to make, or is it not? I would not. I wouldn't. The only way that this makes sense is if I can afford it 
both ways because if something happens and your renter is messed up or you have a renter and they mess up the place and you've got to kick them out and then you have to have repairs done and so no one can rent it for a while, you're up a creek and you do not want this to be at 55% of your income. Does that make sense? Okay. So, yeah, and... We can, uh, we, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say we could make it like work for a couple months if we didn't have renters or anything like that and we have a... We'd have a decent amount of savings, so we'd still have around $50,000 left in savings. So if anything did happen, we'd be able to cover that. And then another thing that is like my income is going to double in about the next two years. Okay. So it's kind of like we'd buy now and then be able to be able to kind of afford it, be a little house poor for a couple of years. No. And then like we'd be. Yeah. Two, 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 two things, brother. Listen, number one, <laughs> we would not have a show. We wouldn't exist. This yeah. thousand person company would not exist if everybody's plans always worked out. <laughs> Whether yeah. it's marriage, who they're gonna, who they're dating, the car is gonna appreciate, the house is gonna go up, my job's gonna double, like people make decisions based on things they think they project into the future that they yeah. think is gonna happen. It doesn't. Here's the other thing. I'm just gonna make up some wild story here. Okay, let's pretend. Um, I don't know. Some mysterious illness just made its way across the globe, <laughs> and governments all over the world just went bananas and hit the brakes <laughs> on everything and shut it all down. And then in a particular country, across the nation, um, there was rules that went out overnight that said, you can't evict anybody for one month, six months, a year, two years. Mm-hmm. And they don't have to pay rent. Yeah. Right? And if that, mm-hmm. I mean, just imagine if that were to happen. Now, I know I'm being kind of crazy there, but... That like Jade and I just took that call <laughs> over and over and over and over and over again, and so, yeah. dude, I know you want it. You've probably found the place. It probably feels so good. Uh, uh, partridge in a pear tree. You can't afford it, man. Yeah, it just is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you used you used the word house poor, and I yeah. think that <laughs> I think that it's probably easy to say in your mind what you think that will feel like, and to say, oh, it's okay if we're house poor for a couple of months. I'm like, if you've never experienced that, you do not want to experience that. That is so stressful. It is such a negative impact on your relationships. Um, And my thing is like, listen, if you're so sure that your income is going to double in the next two years, just wait two years. Yeah, party, man. It's going to go. It's going to double. What do you do for a living? Um, It's kind of a niche job. I do automotive interior repairs for used car dealerships. So I'm going to buy out. It's just a family business. I'm planning on buying that out in two years. So. Are you going to borrow money to buy it out? Uh, no, just a kind of a slow payment over time kind of okay. thing. Just okay. good. Cool, man. Good on you. That's awesome. Yeah. To be clear, don't buy this house. Yeah, don't buy this house. You can't afford it, man. <laughs> yeah. I want you to have it, but you just can't afford it. And I love the idea. Like, I think it's cool if you have a situation where you bought the house and you've got the apartment rental, but I think what makes it even cooler is if you can afford it on your own. It's almost like having Mm -hmm. roommates right like you don't want to move into an apartment and say i can only afford this apartment if i have a roommate and you 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 know or i'll buy this house and i'll have a roommate and you can only afford it with the roommate because you're up a creek if something happens and so that's i'm standing on that so we love you that's a good way to put it so thank you you're welcome i hate to tell people that they can't buy a house i know he's gonna have to go tell his wife she's all excited he'll be like uh listen honey well, now we get to t- tell Bryce in Eugene, Oregon, that he might have to sell his car. What's going on, Bryce? <laughs> What's up, B Money? How's it going, guys? Doing good. How can we help? Uh, yeah, so I just 
I guess I'll give you a little backstory. I, um, I bought a truck a couple of years ago because um, I started my own business when I lived in Texas. Mm-hmm. And um, I totally, it was my first truck, didn't really know what the heck I was doing. And I ended up on like 30 grand on it. I was upside down on my previous car that I had bought for my mom. And it was kind of a big, big mess. So um, anyway, uh, I owe 14000 on the truck currently. And... Um, and, uh, the, the truck's only worth like $11,000. Uh-huh. And so my wife and I are trying to get out of debt quick and, um, are trying to figure out, you know, I mean, it's a really reliable truck. We could start putting, we're, we, I, my payments are like $520 a month, uh, mm-hmm. but we're paying, we're trying to pay, we're trying to pay more. Um, we're paying $800 a month right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to see if we can maybe pay more to get it paid off. Is it your smallest uh, faster, debt? But I'm, uh, it is. So that's okay. our smallest debt. Um, the, our other debt is um, my wife's student loans. She owes $26,000 in student loans. And then those are the only two. So all the credit cards are paid off. Good. Um, and uh, so those are our only two. What's your combined um, we income? Do, uh, my, um, so I'm, I'm the only one working. She's uh, trying to find uh, a job. We live up in the boonies in Oregon. Um, but it's 49,000, but our, um, housing is paid for, so we don't pay for housing. Okay. Housing is paid for, but 49,000. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Uh, I think that I still think that you've got to find a way to find more income here. You got $40,000 of debt to your point, to your, to your question. I wouldn't sell this truck. Um, if you can pay it off, I think you can pay it off in, a year if you really get after it it's $14,000 and it's not worth you know going through the rigmarole of you know trying to sell an upside down vehicle and doing all that I think that it's low enough and it's you know it's not like you have a bunch of other debts that go along with it and so for that reason I'd say just it's reliable you've had it for a while just pay it off and I think you're good um so the the housing that's paid for what does that amount to Oh, when you, when you say, uh, like what what's it, it worth what, dollar what, amount, dollar for dollar, uh, in this area, probably $1,400 a month, uh, just in rent, uh, not, but we don't pay for electric or electricity or water. So I'll probably fifteen sixteen hundred $1,600 a month. So it's worth about 15. Okay. Um, yeah, either way, I just think I would find ways to get your income up in order to do this quicker. I think that if you didn't have debt, you might have, you might be able to kind of rest on your laurels a little bit and be like, all right, you know, we've got this cool deal through our work, but I want you in a situation that your income is sustainable. Even if, does that make sense? Like, even if that's Mm -hmm. not part of it. And I feel like 49,000 would not be sustainable, sustainable in that situation. And even if it were 55,000, right. I'd still be saying, ah, Let's let's get that up to the national average at the very least is what I'd be looking to do. So to your point, I think you're doing right. You're paying off your truck. It's it's the smallest debt. You're paying as much extra as possible. If you want to make that go faster, you got to increase that income. How's that land? Well, that's awesome. Um, and I guess one other thing that um, you know I, I'd, I'd have a question is is that we have um, my 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 heart is to buy houses and um, and flip them and potentially rent them and that eventually be my um, my full-time job. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously I think, I mean, in my mind, we need to get completely paid off of our debt. And then, um, if I'm understanding everything correctly, I need to save 30% to buy the first house 
And you're, then, for your personal residence, for your personal residence, you're p- putting 20% down as much as you can, honestly. Five to 20% is usually where most people land. If you can put more, that's excellent. But just understand that moving forward, if you want to buy real estate after you've purchased your personal residence and paid it off, now you're buying real estate in cash. And that's a very different equation, um, which is all the more reason to pay off this debt and start getting your income up. Because if you're saving up to pay cash for real estate, you got to get some money coming in. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey folks, Dave Ramsey here. You know, budgeting doesn't have to be boring. You just need a budgeting app that's made with you in mind. And that's Every Dollar. The Every Dollar app has helped millions of people work the baby steps and take the stress out of planning and managing their money. Start budgeting with Every Dollar for free right now. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar and download the app today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash Every Dollar. 